0: Hello and happy Wednesday! Welcome to our Wednesday Word podcast, and happy Holy Week. This weekend is Easter, and I'm very excited to celebrate with my family. And I've really just been continuing to reflect on Jesus' time on Earth and His last few days on Earth. And the message that I have for you today is not super eloquent. I wouldn't say that it's filled with tons of scripture, but I would say it's a good depiction of the gospel. Um, And so it's actually pretty simple, but also very complicated. (laughs) Over the last few weeks, I would say I feel like I have been on a bit of an emotional roller coaster with God. There are some days that are super high and then there are other days where I have really low lows and I... Question God, and I'm like, What are you doing? Um, I'm gonna need you to show up today because I'm not understanding what you're doing. And I would say that I am still kind of in the midst of that, and that is okay. I think that there's a lot of Christians out there who like to just tell the end of the story. Um, I know if you are familiar with the Daybreak 41 concept, they like to just talk about Day 41. And those stories are so awesome, and they give us lots of hope. It's like when you're watching a movie and there's a happy ending. We all want the happy ending, right? Um, and the reality is the gospel does give us a happy, happy ending. But unfortunately, that's just not what I'm experiencing right now. Uh, I'm in a really unique season, and I think that it's one that God has designed for me to be in. But I wouldn't say that it's full of just these blissful... Happy ending moments every single day. I think that it's a hard season. I think God is teaching me a lot about who He is, who I am. Um, kind of reprogramming how I view Him, reprogramming how I view the gospel and what my priorities are. And that's hard. Uh, and so, what I want to talk to you today about is just what I feel like God told me this weekend. And I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is going to be, who's going to be able to relate to this, but I hope that you can. Um, so in light of all those frustrations this weekend, I went for a walk and I would say since leaving my job, weekends have been kind of tough for me because I feel like when I'm such a works based person that I feel like, oh wow, like you haven't put in, you know, a really hard week of work. You haven't like burned yourself out. You haven't put in 50, 60 hours a week of work, even 40 hours a week of work. Or, yeah, week, a whole 40 hours of, of work in this week. So, you don't deserve a break. I'm such a workspace person. I always have been my entire life, even from a religious standpoint. And that is just not the gospel. I mean, I have to constantly be reminded of that. And so, on the weekends, I like to rest and just kind of like enjoy myself, but I'm finding it to be really hard to do that now that I'm not in a full-time like corporate job. I'm still working. Don't get me wrong. Like if you know me, I'm really good at keeping myself busy, but my work just looks a lot different. And, um, I do feel like I'm giving just every piece of my life to God, like anything and everything that I can give to him. I feel like I have given it to him. And as I was going for my walk this week, well, it really wasn't this week. I go for a walk every day. Um, but as I was going for a walk on Saturday during my kids' nap time, I was just kind of wrestling with God. And I was like, God, what do you want from me? What more do you want from me? What do you want me to do? Like truly, what else could you want from me? And I heard God say, enjoy yourself. And I was like, enjoy myself. What am I supposed to do with that? And since then, I have really been wrestling with that. God said, enjoy yourself. It's like, Sarah, I want you to enjoy yourself. As someone who is works-based, I feel like I have not earned the right to enjoy myself. And I think that I have been and continue to fight what God has before me, which is a beautiful new season where he wants me to enjoy himself and enjoy myself. And that is just really hard for me to reconcile in my brain of like, what have I done to enjoy myself, God? Like, what have I done? Um, For those who don't know, the last, gosh, really, I don't know, 12 years, I have just been going, going, going nonstop. I mean, in college, I was going nonstop. It was a great time. I loved college, awesome time. After that, I went immediately traveled for a year as a job, got married, got my master's degree, went straight back into working and traveling a ton. And really, I think I've realized on, you know upon reflection that I just did not prioritize rest. I didn't prioritize rest. I didn't prioritize the things that I should have been prioritizing. Um, and I was putting my career and my work just above everything and i think naturally in america it's really it's really easy to do that um but god is just teaching me more and more that like that is not what he has for me and i am learning a lot about that and what that looks like in addition to that i'm a mom of two young kids And when I think about enjoying myself and reflect on that, like, when is the last time I really enjoyed myself? Um, And there were obviously, there have been many wonderful moments since having children. I enjoy my time with them. I love it. They bring me honestly pure bliss. But as you have kids and you, I'm about to move into a new decade of life, I am really starting to reflect on what does it look like to enjoy myself as a mom of young children and an almost 30 year old. Because enjoyment in this season of life does not look like it looked when I was 23 years old, right? Like when I was 23, just got married, didn't have hardly any responsibilities besides myself and my husband, Um, you know, just had to get my to-do list done. And then from there, I could kind of just do whatever I wanted, right? And that's an amazing season. Like that is a season that God uses for his glory. But so is this season that I'm in. And I'm still reflecting on what does it look like to enjoy myself? And also continuing to tell myself that that God wants that for me. So the reason this is such a good depiction of the gospel is because, one, I don't feel like I've earned anything to enjoy myself. and. We haven't earned anything to have a relationship with God or have eternity in heaven, but Jesus came as the perfect sacrifice for us. And because of him, we're able to have that intimate relationship with God and we're able to have everlasting life. Um, You know, I, for most of my life, have considered myself a pretty righteous person and I just continue to be rocked by the concept of grace. Um. And I think that's because in my life, I feel like I haven't needed a lot of grace, which is like cringe when I say that, Uh, like really cringing saying that. But you feel like you're living a really righteous life. You're like, oh, like I don't really need grace. And when you feel like God gives you grace and you don't deserve it, you haven't worked for it, it just doesn't make sense to someone like me because I feel like I have to work hard for everything in my life. And the reality is God doesn't want my righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy rags to him. That's in Isaiah. Um, and so if you are a really workspace person, I just ask that you would really reflect on God's grace and how it is totally undeserved, how you are unworthy, but how it was a completely necessary, um, for us to have everlasting life. So I want to read something um, from Hebrews that just kind of talks about the old Testament sacrifices versus like basically the sacrifice of Christ. So it says in Hebrews nine twenty two. in fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven had to be purified by the blood of the animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. So in the Old Testament, if you're familiar with that, um, God's people had to sacrifice animals pretty much all the time to atone for their sin because there had to be blood shed in order to have atonement. And the only way for our sins to be atoned for is, was for Jesus to come and live the perfect life here on earth that we couldn't live. And that's what he did. So when you think about the gospel and you think about Christ and his love for us and God's love for us and and God wanting us to enjoy ourselves, Jesus did not die on the cross. He did not come here and live this perfect life, which Lord knows that is none of us have been able to do it. He didn't come and do all those Hard things and like brutally painful things for us to live a life filled with shame and tons of regrets and a life where we aren't enjoying ourselves. And that's really the big message here is that Christ came for us to live a life that is abundant, for us to live a life where we don't have to constantly atone for our sins. Grace is available to us at all times, and if that's something that you struggle with like I do, I just ask that this week that you would think about what is something that you can do to enjoy yourself, to just sit and bask in God's grace and celebrate the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. Because what Satan wants us to do is just to sit here and not enjoy ourselves and to think that we have to work for everything and that we don't deserve anything. That, that is what Satan wants us to do. And the reality is God is a good God and he wants us to enjoy ourselves. And if you think that you're not supposed to enjoy yourself or you haven't worked hard enough to enjoy yourself, that's just a lie. That's a lie from Satan. And it's also just not in alignment with the gospel. God knows us. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows everything about us. He created us. And so if you're struggling with that concept of enjoy yourself, maybe you aren't, because I feel kind of crazy that I even struggle with that. Um, but I just ask that you would, one, seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things, all of these things will be added unto you if you do that. Um, but two, trust that God knows you and God knows your heart. All right, so the last thing I want to do is just kind of close with some scripture from Psalm 139. This is just honestly one of the most, I feel like, beautiful love letters to God in the Bible. But I'll read this. This is from David in Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my faults even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. you place your hand of blessing on my head. such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand and there are, are so many other things in this chapter. um I'll kind of go down to verse thirteen. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. As much as we can delight in the Lord, the Lord delights in us more than we could ever delight in him. We are his people. We are chosen. We are worthy because of what Jesus did, not because of anything that we have done. And God delights in us. He wants us to enjoy ourselves. He wants us to celebrate his son's resurrection to celebrate the victory that he has and to have faith that he is once again coming in due time to rescue his people. I leave all of that with you today. I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place and I know that I am and that's okay. And I'm to you today, not perfectly wrapped up, not five key points. Um, and I'm just learning to accept the pieces of me that are not perfect, but that God has made perfect through Christ. So I hope you all have a wonderful Holy Week. Have a wonderful weekend. I hope you have some good plans. And last but not least, make sure that you do something to enjoy yourself and to celebrate what Christ did for us.